1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your
0: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Real life is not a game. If you get behind the wheel intoxicated, you're gambling with your life and the lives of others. Play it safe and designate a sober driver. Learn more at chpddp.com. This message is brought to you by the California Highway Patrol.
1: more locked
2: from thursday to monday no one is more locked into the nfl than first and pod hosted by danny parkins and andrew filiponi all right first and pod danny parkins and filiponi <laughs> pony fresh off tv fresh back from the karaoke bar i because i'm a professional watched every minute Writing
1: thermal underwear
2: yeah <laughs> watched every minute of Rams Raiders, subscribe, rate, review every game, every team, every week, for three quarters, Pony, I thought this was the worst game of the season and arguably the biggest waste of my time. And I considered quitting first and pod. (laughs) And then 98 yards, no timeouts, 52 hours after signing with the team, Baker Mayfield drives down the field and beats Josh McDaniels and the Raiders in front of a stadium that was filled with about 80% of Raiders fans. What an unbelievable football game, like a dumb football game, but a fun football game. I loved how that game ended. That was incredible sports theater.
1: Yeah. And everybody, when they listen to this tomorrow, the conversation Friday morning will be about what this means for Baker Mayfield, right? Like, hey, he's not going to be the Rams starting quarterback next year, but what can he do for his career in this limited time that he has with the Rams and a good situation with Sean McVay as his coach? And I just thought that – I agree. I just thought that was so much fun watching him. I mean, the the Raiders, are you kidding me? They've lost to Jeff Saturday – and now they lose to, to Baker Mayfield, two days removed from him being claimed off waivers. I mean, it speaks to McDaniels and his lack of ability as a head coach. But, yeah, I mean, I like, we're in an NFL where there are 32 starting quarterback jobs, but there are obviously not 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, Danny. And the fact that only one team claimed Mayfield, I know that the Rams were near the front of the line, but how are they the only team that took a shot on a guy that won a playoff game just a couple of years ago? You know, I don't know, man. I, I'll, I'll say this. Like
2: that game was just so dumb. Like he, he had 210 passing yards. For for the for, for the first two and a half, three quarters of the game, I was texting with a buddy of mine. He's like, Can you believe that Baker Mayfield at one point was the number one overall pick in the draft? Like, now I know he was with a new team and it was an impossible spot, but he didn't he didn't look special. He said on the podium with the Thursday night football guys, he was like, I can't believe the Raiders were in press coverage. And Richard Sherman was like, yeah, what the hell were they doing? There's 15 <laughs> seconds left. They're at the 22-yard line and they're trying to jam dudes at the line of scrimmage. Like <laughs> what like it was just it was such a dumb sporting event. There were two penalties on the Raiders uh on the last drive. One of them uh, after a sack an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, like knocking the ball out of his hands. Like the other team has no timeouts. Just yeah. Don't, don't don't do anything. And then you you mentioned McDaniel's. So you and then you mentioned that they lost to Jeff Saturday and now Baker. Uh, Nick pointed it out. Uh, the the examples of all of the games. I saw this stat. They're the only team in NFL history that's blown 4 13 or more point leads in a season. They had that crazy loss to Arizona earlier in the year. Uh, they had the huge lead against Jacksonville, 17-0, and the Chiefs lead, 17-0. Like, Nathaniel Hackett's got to run for his money, man, as the worst coaching hire of the
1: cycle. The the Raiders made the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs. Yeah, and they, and they jettisoned that guy, and he's now the Packers' special teams coach. And they added Devontae. They made the playoffs, added Devontae Adams, hired a
2: high-profile head coach, and are worse. It's that is a that is a trap. Like Baker Mayfield, I don't think that he's going to ever be anything special long term. This was a magical moment for him, and I'm happy for him. But the Raiders, my God, man, like what a dumpster fire that situation is. It's yeah, crazy. and the whole
1: and the whole like pregame vibe was, hey, you know, you've got two teams in the AFC East and two teams in the AFC North. Maybe the Raiders are able to be, like, the last team in. Uh, no, they're not no. the last team in. Not no. at all. And it it brings into focus what we've said for a long time on this show. Like, the whole, like, Josh McDaniels was almost Andrew Luck's head coach and was a sought-after commodity. And is he going to be Bill Belichick's heir apparent in New England? He's just a weird guy who's better off as a coordinator then he is a head coach. And when you let a guy that was released 48 hours before a game go the length of the field on you, it just brings into hyper focus that you're not cut out to be a head coach. So,
2: well, and you you're, like, you're, you know, I mean, he's obviously an offensive coach, but discipline, yep, right? I mean, those two penalties, like, just, and the, like I said, the unsportsman, conduct penalty, and then just like overall competence, the, the coverages that they were playing, that was. That was humiliating and great result for the Bears, who needed <laughs> who needed more teams to get off of the three win mark for for yeah. tiebreaks. So, so that's the fourth win for the Rams because that picks going to Detroit. So very very nice result for the Bears. Now if the Bears lose out and the Broncos win one game the rest of the way, uh, the Bears will have the second pick in the draft. So. Kind of a dream scenario there.
1: but Danny, I know we're into week 14, and I feel like the way that networks have set up our viewing schedule for Sunday is it's New York team against Super Bowl contender on both networks. Yeah. It's Jets and Bills, and it's Giants and Eagles. So let's start with that. And from a New York perspective, let's begin with, among the Jets and Giants, which team do you feel better about right now? I think it's got to be the Jets. I They don't have their
2: quarterback. Neither do the Giants. The Jets might have their quarterback. But a certainty that I know is that the Jets have the better roster 2 through 53. Now, you could argue that the giants have the better head coach and the offensive minded coach. And that's the coach
1: that you would want to develop. Well, it's and not if- even debatable. Cause I know you feel that way. You think that Dables, one of the better coaches in the NFL. based I, on I, how I mean, I, I think that, you.
2: I think it's, I think it's an impressive start. And I think that if you can show an ability to take Josh Allen from where he was to what he is, and then take Daniel Jones from being a nothing to a something, that suggests that you're a quarterback maximizer, which to me is the most valuable thing that you could have as a coach. So it, you know, if so it's... So then why not the Giants then? Because because it's still a player's league. And I'm not convinced that Zach Wilson is bad. He might be. It's not looking good. But he's got a tremendous amount of talent and anyone who's watched him play for any length of time would say that. And they are just a more talented roster. So... I I, I, will, I will give the edge to the Jets because of the roster and the potential that the quarterback is there. We know the quarterback of the future is not on the Giants, and we know their roster isn't as good. I don't think the coach is enough to make me give that to the Giants over the Jets. Is it for you?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I think that the Jets are one of those teams that might make their way into the playoffs this year, but... I mean, it's reminiscent of what they were in 09 and 2010, where it's like, okay, you've got Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez, and you win playoff games, but what does it really mean long-term for your team? You've got a good roster, but your quarterback's the problem, and you don't have a head coach that can get the best out of him. So I'd rather be the Giants right now. I mean, they've got way more holes to fill, and they've yeah. got a quarterback question, but I mean, I don't think Robert Sala and Zach Wilson is a marriage that's going to work. So they might go but nine but and eight. What's
2: your path for if you're the Giants to getting your quarterback? The Jets might have their quarterback. The Giants don't. No, the the Jets don't have their quarterback. You think it's zero percent that Zach Wilson's a franchise quarterback? No, zero I don't know percent.
1: if it's zero percent, but I don't think it's a percentage that I like. Him I don't either. Right.
2: But, so if but what's the path for the Giants to get a franchise quarterback? How does it happen? They, they have too many wins to get a top pick. And okay. they don't have great assets to trade for whoever is going to be disgruntled.
1: Fair enough. But what's the pathway for the Jets to get a franchise quarterback? That the number two overall pick in the draft with a huge arm is good. He's already on the roster. Well, when I tried to make that argument last week, you tried to make the case for Mike White being better than him. So why are you flipping this? Did I do that? Right? You seem to bring up Mike White's Mike White's wife or fiance as an argument for like him being better than... What well, we no, expect. I think I
2: said that Mike White's fiance was shocked, at, I think it was his wife, uh, at how well Mike White played. Dude, again, maybe it's 10% that Zach Wilson is good, but 10 percent's better than zero. And I think the giants are starting at zero. Yeah, I so, mean,
1: to me, there's really not much difference between the two. If you were in a game, if you were in a hand of poker or in a hand of blackjack and the, in, in your odds were either 0% or 10%, you would make the same decision based on both. You'd fold the hand.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. You, you don't you don't play a ton of poker, I can tell, because if I'm if my money's already in, and I, it's the it's just the fate of the cards, I'd rather have ten percent than zero. But I see your listen. I don't think either team is in a great spot. But you asked me which team would I rather? Well, but own it, But it in. sounds
1: to me like of all the things involved here, Brian Dable is the thing that you'd most want. If we're drafting things, you'd want yeah. Brian Dable more than Robert Sala, and you'd and both quarterbacks are negligible. No, but 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 Sauce Gardner looks like
2: a number one corner. Sure. Williams look Williams looks like a legitimate, you know, Pro Bowl uh defensive tackle. Sure. Wilson looks like he's got upside of a number one receiver. Those are three of the five or six most premium positions in the NFL. And they've got elite young talent at premium positions. But you called Dable,
1: but you called Dable a quarterback maximizer. I
2: yes, yeah. It seem, it seems like he is, it, It's close. It's a good question, but I, I I'll take the talent and the chance at the quarterback over the coach and and the bad roster. But but flip it. Go to the go to the other side. Go to the teams that they're playing in these matchups. Bills and Eagles. If you had to say I want I want one to to win the Super
1: Bowl this year, or ha- who who you take it? Well, I actually think that the bills have been discounted in a way where like I do think I there's a buy low opportunity in them. Like Josh Allen is 11 to 1 to win the MVP award. He's already gone to Kansas City and beaten the Chiefs this year. How is he that low? Well, I when told there, you
2: this I told I told you that last week. If he if he wins out and they get the one seed, He's certainly not going to finish at eleven to one. I'll tell you that. I don't know. Well, then, where, I don't know if we'll win it, but he'll he'll have well, a then,
1: shot. Then then we need to be pumping the Bills as an undervalued commodity right now.
2: I mean, they're the favorite to win the AFC. They're not undervalued. Well, they're, their quarterback is okay, but but the but the team the team they're right now they're they're plus one eighty five to win the AFC. Chiefs plus two twenty. Bengals plus seven hundred. What are the weapons.
1: Eagles to win the NFC? Plus two
2: hundred. But see, this is, this is why I would say the Eagles. Like I, I, I think it's fine to make the argument that the Bills, because like they started so hot, and then the Chiefs became the darling, and then now the Bengals are the darling. That like the conversational narrative thing isn't on Buffalo because they played last Thursday and didn't play on Sunday, but they they won by the by virtue of the Chiefs losing like I I get that if you're talking about narrative but I think that the AFC has three teams with three dudes who look like they're going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow that I wouldn't be shocked if any of them won the conference in the NFC the odds are more jumbled together with like more teams, but other than Dallas, who we talked about last week, they're they're pretty complete and they're getting better. Like San Francisco is playing Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. Yeah. The Vikings are statistically the luckiest 10 and two team in the history of football. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think there are as many challengers to the Eagles in the NFC as there are to the Bills in the AFC. So, if you told me in these two games, pick your team to be in the Super Bowl: Eagles or Bills. The Bills have to go through a tougher path. Now they might yeah. not have to play both Kansas City and and Cincy, right? If they, if they get the one seed, they'll have to play each other. But but still, they'll they'll have to play the, whichever team I, wins.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's the best. That's the obvious but also the best argument for Philadelphia. It's not so much about them. It's the path, of course. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, and I mean I don't mean to make an obvious point, but like that's how these odds are calculated. Like, who what is your path to playing in the Super Bowl? The Eagles' path, I would say, is is objectively easier. Tampa is in San Francisco. You think Brady will be. Seeking out real estate for next year when he's playing for the Niners?
1: Well, I mean, isn't that going to come up during that game on Sunday? Like, pictures of him as a 49ers fan growing up. Yep. And you've got a situation where do the 49ers really just go back to Trey Lance next year? I mean, I guess they could.
2: I I think the answer to that is yes. Um you know, could they say we never saw the opportunity to add the greatest quarterback of all time, so of course we had to take it. It's not a long-term thing. We still believe in Trey as the future of the team, but to try to win this Super Bowl, we couldn't pass on the opportunity to sign Tom Brady like yeah, I think, I think you could always spin signing Tom Brady for one year. Trey's coming back from injury. We still believe in him. It used to be that quarterbacks could sit for a couple of years, so it's not ridiculous for him to sit for a couple of years for, for us. Look at what happened to Jordan Love in Green Bay. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's an impossible narrative to spin when you're bringing in Tom Brady, but you'd be bringing in a 45-, 46-year-old Tom Brady and you traded all those draft picks to get Trey Lance, like, I think it is overwhelmingly likely that Trey Lance is the starter in San Francisco next year. Like, Trey Lance or the field, I think you'd have to lay minus 400. You know, I, I, I think it's
1: overwhelmingly likely that it's Trey Lance. I just wonder how we got to a place where we say things about the 49ers, like the quarterback is really not that important. It's more about the coach and it's more about the system. When the coach is nine and 29 without Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, why do and, we do that?
2: I mean, that that's a great stat. Um, because Nine I mean, and 29. It's a great, it's a great stat. I, I think that two things. One, I think Jimmy Garoppolo gets a little disrespected because Jimmy Garoppolo signed a hundred and forty million dollar contract. but like he's not, he's not awful. You know, G- G- Jimmy Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo has talent. Like and Brady
1: gets, bla- I mean, Belichick gets blasted for his stat without Brady, and this dude is twenty games under. Yeah, without an average quarterback as a head coach.
2: Yeah, no, that it's it's totally fair the, the other the other part of it though is anyone who says that doesn't follow the like Kyle Shanahan doesn't believe it if Kyle Shanahan believed that he could win with anybody he went to trade at three first round draft picks to take or a kid from Lance. the fbs
1: right exactly good point you
2: know you know like he he thought that there was a special talent at quarterback who could uniquely fit his system with his size his mobility and and all of that who would be another weapon in his run game, and who had a huge arm. Like, I watched every play that Trey Lance had this year. It was in the is in the Bears game, week one. Now it was in a monsoon. But like, <laughs> but honestly, like you could see his physical talent. It was there. It, it was raw as hell, but but it but it was there. But yeah, I think that to Kyle Shanahan showed you. What he thinks of the quarterback position because he tried to go out and get a, a crazy talented athlete to play for him.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.